This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Some people don't understand why you've already busted out the sweaters. They may raise a brow at keeping scarecrows out year-round, but you just go ahead. Let them stare, because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So sip your classic spiced and iced $3 medium pumpkin spice signature latte, or try the Bold Pumpkin Cream Cold Brew, an ultra-smooth brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also $3 for a medium. All so you can fall harder. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So I used the savings from switching to Progressive 30 years ago to buy tickets to the championship game. You know, between those two teams that didn't exist 30 years ago? Yeah, I'm a big Alaska Palm Trees fan. Which is a team now, in the future? So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Max Cohen and Yanis Janais. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the coronavirus and its effects on us, the Fulham community, and of course, Fulham Football Club. This is a serious pandemic that we have to talk about. I think it's important. Fulham season has been put on hold, and uh, we understand that. But again, we're all human, and I think it's important that we talk about the effects it's having on all of our lives. So we're going to do this show in two parts. We're going to talk to my co-hosts about what's been going on with them, what they're dealing with in regards to the coronavirus, and then we're going to talk about the football part of this with Fulham Football Club and how it could potentially affect the club. So, again, this is a, a Fulham show, so we will be talking about the football part of it, but I also think it's important that we talk about the coronavirus. This is a serious situation, and uh, I definitely think that we need to give it its proper respect and talk about it. So, guys, I'm going to go to you guys first. I'll share my thoughts on on what's been going on here. 
Knox, I'll go to you first. You go to the University of Pennsylvania. You're now home. Your school is now online. So I want to get your thoughts on, on everything that's been going on with you, the greater community around you with the coronavirus. Yeah, and first of all, I'm just really glad we're doing a show because obviously the biggest worry right now is not football or Fulham or sport in general. It's people's health. Absolutely. But the most important thing I think for people at home is how does life go on as normal? And for so many people across the world, Fulham is that community. Fulham is something that unites people and is there for us when nothing else is there. That's right. And cheer us up in a moment when things are really grim. And even though there are no matches, I think it's important to keep on the the community aspect of the club, the podcasts, the tweets, the messages, the message boards, the blogs, because even when you know we're social distancing, it doesn't have to be social isolation. And it can be really grim times for people alone, worried about their family members, themselves, their health. But if we can keep up this podcast and keep up the listeners and everyone interacting, it makes this whole thing so much easier. Um, so for me, that's a big thing. And that's why I'm really glad, Ross, Giannis, we're doing a show today, because this is a routine for us, but also for so many other people. And yes. if we can try to keep up that normalcy, we can do our part to make this terrible pandemic maybe just a little bit better in people's lives. And that's the most important thing. Um, for me personally, as you mentioned, yeah, all, all courses are now online um, for the rest of the semester. Uh, my sister's home from school. My parents are both working from home. Luckily, we're all fine now, but it, it is worrying because a lot of young people like myself don't seem to be taking this seriously, unfortunately. I think that's what people said in Italy, why it's so bad right now. A lot of people didn't really take this seriously. Now, hospital beds are filling up. Are filling up. Um, just say to people, if I could, try as much as you can. Don't go outside unless it's necessary. You know, Because if you're young, you might not have symptoms, but you're spreading it to your grandparents, people who are there for you when you were a kid who cared for you and you couldn't care for yourself and now pay it forward to them. So that's just my public health sure. uh, um, PSA right now. But listen, Fulham will be okay. Sport will be okay. We'll talk about all that repercussions later on, but it's sure. important just to you know keep as a community now. We're a Fulham community and we'll get through this. Totally agree, Max. And that's why I'm, I'm glad we're doing this because we are a community worldwide. And uh, we just want everyone to be safe. I tweeted something about this uh, the other day because, for me, I, I just want everyone to be okay, to be safe. And if for some reason you do get, get the coronavirus, I, I want you to get the help that you need to, to get better. And, uh, again, I think it's important that we come together as a community and support each other. And um, the community has always supported me, I'm talking about the phone community, and I want to support them. And I think it's just important that we talk about this, and uh, hopefully we can be an outlet for people that are, are looking for one. Like you said, getting back to normal is going to take a while because we're just in the beginning stages of this. So if we could do a podcast that could, again, just give fans an outlet to talk about things, I, I about foam, but also what's been going on with the coronavirus, I, I think it could help. So I'm glad that we decided to do this podcast. I'm, Max, I'm glad that you shared your thoughts on it. Mr. Janaeus, I want to go to you. Give me your thoughts on the coronavirus, the pandemic, and then, of course, what's been going on with you up in Canada. Well, it's been a, it's been an astonishing last 96 hours. It, it, it's um, ever since the, um, the, the cancellation of an NBA game, the Utah Jazz and New Orleans Pelicans. Yep. And from that point, um, very, very quickly, 
um, major leagues over here in North, in North America, M, you know, NBA, baseball, MLS, NHL, um, have, have all shut down. And really following the lead of what's been happening in, in Europe with uh, Italy, then Spain, and uh, it just it became very, very quick. It's um, These are worrying times. I mean, the epicenters in, in Europe is really centered around Italy. And um, what I think is going to happen in the next few days is you're going to see what they're doing in, uh, in Estonia and Denmark, where they're shutting all the borders. Italy is in lockdown. Spain's in partial lockdown. Yep. France now is close to being in complete lockdown. Here in Canada, um, the, the, there's there's a belief that uh, at some point we're going to close the border with the U.S., the land border. Mexico have already asked for that to the south, with the, really the notion that every single country can tame what they've got in inside and, and try and solve it that way. Um, you're seeing a lot of world leaders stepping up to the plate, uh, announcing plans in terms of uh, how to prevent the spread. Uh, these are sc- these are scary times, and you know, remember, I wasn't alive when. Um, JFK was shot in 1963. Uh, you know, many of those where were you moments, of course, we remember 9-11. But I think this is seismic in a different sense globally, um, going back to in the, actually influenza in 1918, the yeah. flu outbreak. And um, we're shot. I, I'm a vice principal, um, or assistant uh, principal, as I say, US. And um, We've been shut down for three weeks. March break is supposed to start tomorrow. And this announcement was made by the Minister of Ed on Thursday. Uh, my belief is it's going to, it's going to go longer. Uh, I, I think April the 5th seems to have been a, um, a date that's been bandied about three weeks to settle down. But the fact of the matter is it's going to go longer. And uh, we're doing what we can like in every other country. Um, I'd like to... Um, you know, have a little vent at all the arseholes out there that seem to think that um, running around like headless chickens and behaving like pricks, buying 6,000 rolls of toilet paper is a funny thing to do. I was at a store on Friday getting some milk. The cashier said to me, somebody had just come in and spent 300 bucks on toilet paper. I mean, really. And the, the people I think of is, are the elderly people. Yeah. Because the elderly people or in fixed incomes, they find it difficult to get out. And when they come out and they see these enormous lineups and they don't have any toilet paper and they may not have family, um, this really leads to huge social anxiety. So for all our listeners, you know, check on in on your elderly neighbors. If they, they've got stuff that you have, or they need stuff that you have, please share. Please go out and run errands for, for old, old people. And if you see rangers out there hoarding up you know take a couple from them and run you know just just all question them so well, what are you yeah. doing and and uh, this is a time where i think wherever you live whether it's rome you know boston melbourne london just look after each other and yes. um we'll get through this together Totally agree, Giannis, and I'm glad that you brought up what's been going on, and uh, we were talking off air about the situation with toilet paper. That's why I was, again, uh, just chuckling a little bit. Again, I just want to just stress that it wasn't to 
make light of what's been going on with the pandemic because it's very serious. But what's been going on with the hoarding of toilet paper is just ridiculous. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think it could affect, like you mentioned, it could affect the elderly. What what if they can't get the toilet paper that they need and there are people that are doing this? And that's been a big thing over here. So I'm, I'm actually glad that you uh, talked about that because this is serious. This is I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that you brought up JFK. I wasn't alive for that. I, 9-11 was something that, again, I go to when I think about this, but this is completely different to a different level because we don't know how long this is going to last. And I think we're just still at the beginning stages. And And uh, I've heard talk about, you mentioned uh, the uh, the flu. Going back to the uh, early stages of, of the 1900s, I, was it 1917? It was actually after the end of... Um... It was the influenza uh, epidemic. It was just after the end of World War One in 1918. It killed. 1918. I know here it killed many, many Canadians. Yeah. And uh, this is, but this is a different one because we've got, whereas we've got the flu shot, there's no known cure for coronavirus, and it seems to hit. That's the other, the other stu- stupidness of these idiots hoarding up on toilet paper. Coronavirus attacks the resp- you know, respiratory system. It That's doesn't right. hit your rectum. Like people, what are you doing? I saw. I mean, you dirty hippies. What are you doing? Why are you hoarding toilet paper? Yeah. And and, and unlike um, and the other thing, of course, wherever you live, you know, in developed nations, supply chain management is such an essential part of the way we live that I have a complete comfort level that all food is replaced within 24 hours, and it's because that's the way it works. And yet people. I know that there was a big case in Vancouver a couple of days ago where some a couple, a well, couple of village idiots, had gone out and bought a hundred, um, what was it, a hundred thousand dollars worth of Lysol wipes. You know, it's and and they were selling them online for double the cost. Oh, that's you know, horrible. I, was, I just want to stick their heads down a toilet full of turds. They were really, I mean, just what are you doing? You know, you, you're, you're taking advantage of other people's society's misfortune because you're hippies and you feel the need that you're going to benefit, you profit from a really, really situ, uh, glo- you know, serious global situation. Yeah. So just unfortunately, times like t- these guys bring out the the absolute worst in people. Um, so we can hopefully do our bit and, you know, be responsible citizens, active and informed citizens, and look after ourselves, but look after each other and your families, and make sure we all get through this together. Absolutely, Anison. And uh, I think you said that well, talking about looking after each other. And uh, that's going to lead me to talk about what's been going on with myself here, with my family in the area that I live in. I just recently took a new job, and I'm one of the managers at at a very well-known health club here in the Boston area. And a good portion of the members are elderly. So we are extremely concerned about not just members in general, but also because um, many of our members are, are elderly. So we are taking even more precautions to make sure everyone is safe. We are doing all the cleaning like you would not believe. But to see these people and talk to these people and to hear their concerns, and that's why because I'm talking to the members and there are several that are concerned about the coronavirus. And then, of course, coming into the health club. And, and uh, I think it's good to have a conversation about it. 
and I understand they're worried because I'm worried as well. And uh, we're just trying to do our best at the health club to keep it as clean and as safe as possible because we care about all of our members, but we, as a community, we care about everyone. And, and uh, that's how I feel here. It's again, I have not experienced anything like this. And um, it's very strange. I'm glad that Giannis brought up what happened with Rudy Gobert, the first NBA player. And then all the, and then everything that happened after that. And then of course we have what happened with Mikel Arteta with the uh, Premier League and then everything yeah. that has happened in England. And, uh, it, you know, again, this is sports. This is, you know, again, this is a passion of all of us. So we're affected there. But the bigger thing that I, I wanted to start the show to talk about is um, we're all humans. And I just want everyone to be safe. And if, again, you do get the coronavirus, just get the help that you need and get better soon. And I, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. And, uh, you know, and again, it's something that I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about my mother. My mother is in her late 70s. I'm, I'm worried about her. I'm sure we all have someone that we're worried about. And uh, we just have to get through this as a world. This affects everyone, this coronavirus. And uh, let's just hope that um, things get better better sooner than later but i again we're hearing that this could be again still going on for a while we'll see how long that is but um hopefully the um governments uh in all these countries around the world give the help that they need to to everyone that lives in their countries and uh that we can get this thing to uh to slow down and and, uh you know and we'll take it from there but this is unprecedented and uh, I just wish everyone to be safe around the world, the Fulham community, and, and everyone that's human, just just be safe. And I just wanted, again, I think it's important for us to talk about the coronavirus and just um, try to bring everyone together and just realize we're all in this together as um, as a world. All right, guys. Well. Max, before we move on, any final thoughts on the coronavirus before we talk about phone? I just thought um, I'm glad you brought up Mikel Arteta because it seemed like, you know, as Giannis mentioned, all the North American sports leagues had called everything off. Yep. You know, March Madness, NBA, NHL, MLS. Um, but the Premier League, up until the late hours of Thursday night, that's right. they were barreling along as normal in the EFL as well. Yep. And they essentially said, and I remember I, I read this and I was shocked. They said, you know, we're, we're planning on continuing as normal. As of now, there's no medical advice that says playing matches behind closed doors will make any difference to stop the spread. Yep. And that just struck me as remarkable. It just seemed like common sense that behind closed doors was smart, but also they showed no real concern. And then as soon as Arteta got it, and then Callum Hudson, the door, I think, tested positive as well. Very shortly after, everything was called off. That's right. And that's how I think it can change so quickly. People's perceptions can be changed. Because now it wasn't even the fans. It was the managers, the players. They were at risk. Um, and I think from a Fulham standpoint, as I'm sure we'll talk about, we, we had our match Friday. You know, we had the Brentford match Friday night. And literally until Friday morning, that was supposed to be on. And then it was off just as quickly. I think that's for when it, for me and for probably many other sports fans, that's when it kind of kicked in, you know, when football got canceled. Yep. And when Mikel Arteta, someone you associate, I mean, this is a young, suave guy, very put together, not the old elderly image that ever the media put, says this is most at risk yep. for coronavirus. When he got it, 
it really hit home for me, honestly, that this is going to affect everyone and it's going to affect our life. Okay. Glad that you brought that up because, uh, again, I was uh, following everything Friday morning and then uh, we got the announcement that all matches, Premier League and all the uh, English EFL leagues, all, all the leagues would be canceled uh, or put on hold. And, uh, you know, again, that's when it really, you know, and again, for, for Fulham fans, it, you know, I, I thought it was inevitable that it was going to happen. I was actually surprised that it didn't happen sooner, but it, it did happen uh, Friday morning. And then, it, you know, obviously that's when it really becomes real because we were expecting a match on Friday and uh, it did not happen. All right. You know, Ross, Ross, final thoughts before we move on. Yeah, Ross, a couple of things. The, 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 um, firstly, the Liverpool Atletico Madrid um, Champions League game, I thought was, was that was appalling because Atletico brought eight, 9,000 fans to Anfield. Yep. And Spain is one of the epicenters of Europe. Why that game was allowed to be played and with fans in the stadium, I think it's an absolute disgrace. Who made yep. that decision? An extremely risky move. And we now yep. know that Spain is in real trouble. And so, And there are going to be some serious repercussions for this because that many people in a stadium, knowing that you've got a number of potential carriers in the stadium, it's it just awful. Secondly, if you go to BBC Sport this morning, yep. there's an excellent interview with Wayne Rooney. And Wayne Rooney has been scathing um, of the authorities uh, over in Britain. Um, and he stated that he feels that the footballers over there have been treated as guinea pigs. And simply because the British authorities were so late in reacting to what was happening around them that North America basically shut down. And That's as right. you said, why did it take Arteta to get ill for the game in England to do the right thing? It wasn't a good thing. It might have been very late. And I get the feeling, Russell, I'm a, an economics and politics junkie. Just looking at reactions around the world in terms of what leaders have done, there are two big burning questions that concern me. Number one, why are there so few few cases in Russia? It's, I mean, the, the Russian Super League uh, are still playing games. And it just, it just makes me wonder if, if, you know, if the situation there, because they do neighbor Russia to the north and east, whether the situation there is far worse than Putin and his little boys will let on. Mm. Um, and num number, number two, um, I've actually forgotten number two. <laughs> I've had a senior moment. But it's, okay. it, 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 um, you know, how, why was this? Oh, yes, number two was the reaction of the British government. I think the British government have reacted ridiculously slow to this. You know, I've got a child that lives in Newcastle now, and we were talking about this. And they seem to think this, 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 this herd of immunity over there will work. The problem is Britain is set up. Obviously, you've got, you know, England, Scotland, Wales on one island and, and Northern Ireland on another. But it's set up very much like France and Italy that it's really concentrated. You've got 60 million people. And I think they've been very, very slow in reacting. And uh, I don't think the NHS over there is necessarily equipped with what could come. The, the population is not as elderly over there as it is in Italy. I think Italy is the second oldest population in the world. But nonetheless, it seems like they've been, um, Boris Johnson has treated the situation with a little bit of ambivalence. 
And we now know that the, the, the cases are, are just ramping. And they are about three, four weeks behind us, but they're, about, they're not, they're a week behind Italy. So this week, Britain could get absolutely gazonked. And they've not even closed their schools, Russ. I mean, we have. We have. Well, I was not aware of that. So it worries me. It, yeah. really, it really concerns me that when we talk about Fulham and the season, what have you, and they're talking about opening updates, no chance. No chance. We're looking at um, we're looking at at least May, I think. And so much is going to have to be done. You're not going to say, well, okay, all the games are on. So many precautions have to be taken to reopen a system. The easy thing is shutting it down. The difficult thing is reopening it because you have to be 100% certain that it's safe for everybody. And that, I think, is going to be a problem. Listen, I totally agree, Yannis. That's going to lead us in just a few minutes to talk about what happens to Fulham Football Club the championship, the Premier League, what happens? When do they open it up? And because uh, we're going to talk about the statement, I'm going to read it in a second, about when, again, they could potentially start up again. But yeah. I agree with you, Giannis. We would all be a little bit naive if we believe that it's only going to be these three matches. I think it's going to be much longer than that. And that's going to lead to what, it's going to happen to the season, and I definitely want to talk about that because it's, again, something that's a concern for many fans, getting away from the safety. Again, when we talk about the football, we're going to talk about the football. But I'm glad that you talked about when football starts up again. It's a huge challenge because everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be safe. And I don't want them to do it until it's 100% safe because yeah. – Again, the risk right now of everything going on with, with the coronavirus. Again, you got to take all the precautions. Do not start up these leagues. I'm talking about all sporting events until it's safe and you feel very strongly. And like I said, I said 100% as close as you can be because nothing is is 100% I'm talking about it in life. But it needs to be as safe as possible. And that's a huge challenge. I'm glad that you brought that up, my friend. Okay, coming up next, we will talk about the football part of this with Fulham Football Club. What could potentially happen to the rest of the season? What could happen to Fulham? And we're going to talk about that in just a second. Okay, guys, let's now talk about Fulham Football Club. I'm going to start by reading the club statement, which came out on Friday. And then we're going to talk about our thoughts on what could potentially happen uh, Sky Sports Pundit threw out an idea, I guess you could say, that I'm completely against, but we'll talk about that in just a bit. But I'm just going to read the statement, and here's from Fulham Football Club. You can read this on the Fulham website. Here it is. Following this morning's latest announcement from the EFL, the club can confirm that this evening's scheduled fixture against Brentford has been postponed. As we specified in the statement, the Football League will be suspended until at least April 3rd, meaning that our fixtures against Leeds United, Queens Park Rangers, will also be postponed. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause, but we trust fans understand the unprecedented situation we find ourselves in. We will provide details regarding rearranged dates, future fixtures, and related ticketing information when available. Okay, that's the statement from Fulham Football Club. 
And I want to stress this, that in the statement it says the football league will be suspended until at least April 3rd. Giannis, I'll go to you first. I think it's going to be much longer than that. And I think that wording is put in there for a reason because, as you just said, it needs to be safe. How are you going to do that in only a few weeks where we're still in the beginning stages of what's going on with the coronavirus? I think that was put in on purpose just to let people know that this could extend. I don't think any of us know how long. You said May. I think it could be even longer than that, my friend. Let's just talk about the club statement and your thoughts. Well, UEFA is supposed to make an announcement on Tuesday morning about Euro 2020. And uh, it's suspected that they're going to call it off um, and maybe play it in 2021, which I think would make a lot of sense. Uh, the Japanese government is adamant that the Olympics in Tokyo is going to take are going to take place. I think that's I think that's pie in the sky because you've I got agree. a few athletes coming in from all these countries that have been infected. Um, I was thinking about this last night about a way this could go um, because I've been looking at the league tables and everybody has roughly eight or nine games left. Correct. So I think the earliest they could they could um, they could open it is May 1. I don't think they will. I think if UEFA announced the cancellation of the of Euro, uh, Euro 2020, what I think could be a better bet is if they start the season or they continue the season June the 1st, yep. and then they give it a month to complete the season. So it almost becomes like a, a Christmas period. So a yep. whole month uh, to complete eight, nine games. Now, the other problem is going to be this. Um, the FA Cup, I would be, I would actually be tempted to cancel it. Um, it'll be tough on the teams that are left, but schedules are going to make it very difficult. Champions League, Champions League, you could, you, you could probably, you could have the potential to do Champions League in July and finish it off then, because if you've got no Euro 2020, you don't have any, um, you know, you've got no distractions there. Then. Assuming that that goes well, I think that the domestic seasons in Europe could probably start a bit later. Of course, this will impact on the transfer deadline. Right. But you could you could very conceivably see, um, to give everybody um, a break and what have you, that domestic seasons start around Europe about September the first. I mean, you well, could, I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. Just and then and do it like that, and maybe you could have an abbreviated season. I'm not sure, but this way. Um, you don't compromise the league. That way, all the games will get played. There'll be no, you know, there'll be no dialogue about well, certain teams got promoted, but the schedule wasn't finished. It allows Europe to get clean, and I mean that in the nicest way because this is like a, a very, very, very bad storm, or even like a like a hurricane system. It's going to take time, you know, for the outer bands and then the inner bands and then the eye of the storm. It's very much like that. It's an approaching yep. storm, and it's very, very big, and people have to hunker down and get safe. It, it's no different. So until the storm leaves, then you really, even then, you can't really plan until it's clean. So, you know, May first was my first thing. Maybe now thinking about it, June first is probably safe if okay. Euro cancels. Fulham's um, statement was sort of funny because they don't need to apologise to anybody. No. Why are they apologising? Well, who's going to be out there? Well, some some idiot on Twitter, and my wife actually got very upset about it last night, 
who said, well, now that the schools are going to be off for three weeks, what am I going to do with my kids? Shut up. You're going to you're going to do what you're going to do to look look after your kids. There's Absolutely. nothing that Fulham or any club can do about it. It's 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 affecting everybody. We all deal with it. So there's no football for three months, whatever. Fine, it's okay. Life, you know, it is about life. Nothing's more important than life. That's right. So it it's um they don't have to apologize. All the clubs are doing it. Yep. What does annoy me, and I don't know if Fulham have announced anything yet, but here in North America, for the for our British listeners. A lot of the sports franchises here have announced plans to pay their part-time employees and vendors. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned this. Lost. Yeah, and that, because you know, and that's what we call an automatic stabilizer in economics, where you know, if you're out of work, you're given money, therefore you still generate demand and it keeps the economy moving. But there is a big story over here about the Calgary Flames NHL franchise that announced yesterday afternoon that they, they would not be paying their vendors and part-time employees, which I think is absolutely disgusting. That is horrible, um, Giannis. That's really horrible. Is. Yeah, it is. It is. And I didn't see anything before. I assume they're going to look at it like they always do. All the, all the football clubs will do that. And we'll all sit together and, you know, we'll, we'll you know, suspect what's going to happen and wait for discussions. The Premier League meets on Thursday for an emergency meeting. And that may be really big. And I think that might be a reaction to what's going to happen on Tuesday with UEFA, okay. but we're going to be fine. I think the main thing is that, that all of us get out alive, and then sport is secondary, and uh, the authorities will do the right thing, and that the Brits will learn from this. This thing, Rooney's absolutely right, and Rooney's interview is scathing, and he's bang on the money. You know, all these. It, it took Arteta to get sick. That's right. For people to go, oh, well, let's cancel, and that Atletico Madrid thing. What what were you for thinking there? I, it should have been played behind closed doors. How many Liverpool fans may have been infected because of a, as a result of that game? Just just it does it makes no sense. It's almost like they got their heads in their asses. So I think it'll sort itself out. Those are my suggestions. I, I, you know, I know other people have lots of suggestions sure. about promotion and relegation, but uh, not all of which I agree with. Okay, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. But, Max, I want to get your thoughts on what Janos just shared. And uh, I think a lot of this hinges upon what happens with the Euros. Again, I think that would be probably the first shoe to drop. Will they postpone it for a year? Will they continue to go on? I think that's going to affect everything else that goes after that. But I, I, I want to get your thoughts on all this. We will talk about again, what this guy's sports pundit was suggesting. But let's just talk about what could potentially be happening. I agree with Giannis. I could see this May or June. Again, we don't know because, again, I let me just stress, I want them to do it when it's safe to do it. If it's not safe to do it in June, you don't do it in June. You, you absolutely do not. You do it when the time is right, when everything is safe to go back to do it. But I want your view on all this. Yeah, I think the difficult thing now is we don't know, but right. from what I see and what I picked, I don't think it might not even be June. June might even be around the peak of it. We just don't know how this will spread. Mm-hmm. And if, as Yana said, the British government is not reacting quick enough, I think the government of America also is having some issues with how they're reacting and the messaging they're giving its public. This could not. This could really drag on throughout the summer, which, which is a depressing thought, but one we have to consider. And I think the big thing is, listen, 
I don't think fans will be allowed in. That's that's obvious. But if there are still infections among the players and the coaches and the coaching staff, then you can't play matches either. Right. So what is the criteria to saying, okay, the Premier League, Champions League, et cetera, can continue? Is it zero infections in the public? Is it zero infections within players, among managers? And the way this disease is spreading, how contagious it is, I just don't know when that will be. So I would love for us to get back in June. I think the, the situation Jan has described sounds ideal in terms of a one-month festive period of sorts over the yeah. summer. Crank it all out. I'm just worried there's a situation in which the season never gets finished. Okay. I think that's what a lot of people are preparing for. And that's when you get into the controversy, right, as you mentioned, Russ. Yes. I don't know if you want to bring that up now. But yeah, and no, not I, only the Sky Sports funded, but I just saw today that the Brighton chief executive also came out in favor of that. Plan, I saw that too. Which kind of shows you the mentality of what these clubs are thinking, which is really harmful to Fulham and harmful to, to the sport in general. Right. And listen, it's not just about Fulham, but I want to talk about this now. And I'm glad that you brought this up because the suggestion is from the Sky Sports Pundit, and you mentioned uh, the uh, executive with Brighton, is that if the season is abandoned, if they decide to abandon the season and just end it, then Liverpool win the Premier League. The suggestion is no one gets relegated and that the uh, two top teams right now, which would be Leeds United and West Brom, get promoted to the Premier League and make it a 22-team league for one season. Okay? And let me just tell you, I am completely against all of this. I'm completely against Liverpool winning the title like this because it's not a finished season. And I know many people that support Liverpool. Liverpool will win the league once it goes on. If they abandon it, well, again, I'm going to look at it very differently. And I don't think they should win the league. I don't think, again, this is just my opinion, guys, and we could talk about this. I don't think Leeds United and West Brom deserve to be promoted with eight or nine games left. There's enough football left that who knows what could happen. It's unfair, not just to Fulham, but to other teams below them. And it's extremely unfair to then just give it to them and let them get promoted. The money is insane that they would be getting and how it could affect all these other teams. And then on top of it, you decide, well, we're not going to relegate anyone. Mm -hmm. What's up with that? If you're going to promote teams, why can't you relegate teams? That's the part of it that I, I, I just don't understand. You're going to reward teams for not a complete season, but you're not going to relegate teams? That part, I again, just irritates me because that's one of the reasons why I think that, in my opinion, guys, and you might disagree with me, until this situation is taken care of when everyone's safe. I don't care what it is. They need to pick up where they left off and finish it and then worry about the next season after that. They need to finish this season. Okay? I I understand all the consequences that go along with it with contracts and everything like that. But not to finish the season, I think it is an injustice to so many people, so many teams, positively and negatively, it needs to see itself out. That's just my opinion. Max, I'll go to you. I, I want to get your thoughts on that. 100%. It's, it's a flawed solution. I really hope it's not adopted uh, by the officials. And I think you hit the, hit the nail on the head. The worst thing for me is the 
uh, kind of agreement. Oh, let's not relegate anyone from the Premier League. Yeah, what's up with that? that? To me, yeah, that just smacks of the biggest um, pro Premier League bias, and it's really <laughs> indicative of a lot in the sport. In which we, we saw it in the Premier League that the Premier League is the best sport a league in the world. That it's untouchable. It's the greatest product, and it's the pinnacle. And everyone wants to be there. And we were there last year. And let's be honest, it was it was abysmal. Yeah, we were poor, but the league itself, I think really overhyped itself, and it's not the league everyone thinks but it is. But the Premier it's League is, go- is going to protect these two teams? Exactly, yeah. And and that's it, – it's and three teams even, right? Right. Um, everyone in the bottom three right now, what, what they're saying is, listen, Leeds and West Brom, you've played enough. You can come up. But, oh, Villa, Norwich, um, and Watford, or I, I don't know, Bournemouth, whoever the third team is. Oh, you guys have – that doesn't count. So it's, it's almost in, – in that sense, they're protecting the Premier League. And That's it's right. Premier League bias. On the other hand, if you actually look at the logic of it, it quickly crumbles because what they're saying is, oh, the 30 or so matches we played in the Premier League, that doesn't count. Oh, but the 30 matches we played in the Championship, that counts. So suddenly they're giving the Championship higher presence of the exactly. Premier League. And it makes no sense. I mean, first of all, that is – and it would be terrible for Fulham because we're third and, and we're right in the cutoff. Terrible. End of story. What right. I think needs to be said is if they took the decision to void the season entirely, no one goes up, no one goes down. I think I'd be unhappy with that, but I can understand the logic because at least it affects Leeds and West Brom and the top. No, nothing changes. I think that would be poor, but at least it isn't prioritizing Leeds and West Brom over everyone else, right? But this situation is the worst of both worlds in which yeah. there is a suspension of sorts, but they're also saying, you know, we're suspending everything else, but you know what, you two, you can go up. I don't think it will happen just because the reason we just talked about sure. the logic is simply it's not flawed. there. It's flawed, to say the least. But the other solution, I think, is we just play another season exactly as it is. Or okay. you know, maybe – because I don't think it will happen in June, July, as much as I want to. I can't see that happening because you have to take into account these players aren't going to be fit. You're going to have months out of the training. There's no preseason. And even if the league start again in June, July, is there any indication that – I mean, this, this, the season's going to be totally flipped around, yep. a totally different – vibe a different preparation a different momentum completely different season maybe i'm speculating here but what if you just pick up where you left off in august i don't know what that means for the next season to be fair but well that's what i just cannot see that happening that's my solution and i also can't see it being suspended right that max that's my solution is finish the season regardless whenever that is just finish it and worry about the next season after that finish the season but I find your thoughts interesting when you talked about abandoning the season, but treat it like it never existed and you just start over. No one gets promoted. No one gets relegated. I can go along with that. I wouldn't be happy with that, but that's better than this other solution that I've seen suggested. I completely disagree with this solution. And I'll say this also because someone suggested this to me as well. Top three teams right now in the championship, which form would be one of them, get promoted and bottom three get relegated. I don't think that's fair either. And I, that might shock fans because, well, form would be promoted. But honestly, it's not fair to, to the other teams that are, are in playoff contention. It's not fair to them. So if I'm going to be consistent, I'm going to tell you I wouldn't be for that either, even though form would get promoted. I, I don't think – I think that's a flawed scenario as well. That doesn't work either. So. For me, it's either finish the season whenever you can, or like you said, Max, you 
abandoned the season and you treat it like it never existed, unfortunately, and then you start fresh, no one gets promoted, no one gets relegated, no one wins the title. Liverpool needs to win it when they've played all their games. And I'll say that again. And people might disagree with me that you should just hand it to them because they're going to win it anyways. No, they need to finish the season. You know, it's funny because I've thought about this. Do I, you know, again, going back to Major League Baseball here in America, when they had a strike, you know, again, you don't crown a champion then. You you couldn't anyways because uh, that season got abandoned. Things happen. Uh, You have to figure it out. Giannis, over to you. I want to get your thoughts about all of these suggestions. Again, I'm completely against the one that has been suggested that Liverpool won the title, no one gets relegated, and West Brom and Leeds get promoted. I just, I think that's just wrong. Yeah, I, I yeah, I do too. I mean, Liverpool are seven trillion points ahead of everybody else, so they're going to win it. They're going to win but, it. But, but the problem... The problem is that you, the best way to solve a problem like this is to bring closure. And I think it, it, the, the, well, the, first, the most important thing is, that is, is to make sure that storm clouds are cleared and that, right. uh, you know, everything, you know, because it's, it's going to be, it's a, it's a curve. It's, the UK is still going up that curve. It's still not re- reached the, you know, the peak yet. But once the dust has settled, I think it's about bringing closure, and I don't think I don't think Liverpool fans would be particularly happy about being given the title without getting the chance to celebrate the title in front of their fans. And I think for all four divisions, let's not forget, you know, League Two, um, yeah. League Two, and I mean the non-league, um, the National League was playing half its games were on yesterday, which I thought was brilliant. But uh, League Two, you know, you got teams that can be relegated, so it's really, really big. And um, let the season finish. And that's it. Just just let the season finish and let it be done with. And right. um, I think this notion of, I mean, let's call, the, let's call it the way it is. Um, no, it shouldn't be in the Premier League. Right? I mean, it, you know, without Tammy Pukki, they'd be in single figures. Um, there are some poor teams down there. Teams that are in the bottom three like the teams in the top three in any division are there for a reason. Because right. they've got more points than anyone else and they're, and they're better teams. But so that there's no debate about, oh, they should have done this, they should have done that, just finish the season. The only question is going to be when it's going to be done. Exactly, yes. be, and we And we don't know it's the fo- answer. Football is going to resume at some point. It's just a matter of when that's going to be. That's so right. finish it. That's right. That's right. I mean, and, and there's nothing we can, there's nothing we can do. I mean, there's literally nothing we can do. We just have to worry about way. ourselves. Yeah. You know, and, and, and stay safe. Yeah. And watch the news and just make sure, you know, and the authorities, you know, trust the authorities know what to do and, and, and they'll do it accordingly. Um, sport, at the end of the day, is not important compared to life. That's right. I agree. I'm glad you mentioned this. Yeah, this is like this is life and death. Yep. I mean, in Italy, um, Italy has one of the best healthcare systems in the world, but they've been just swamped and, and they've not hit their peak yet. And it's and it's and it's scary. So we really have to, you know, we have to be circumspect, and we, you know, um, so there's no sport going on in most parts of the world, but that's fine. 
it's okay. You know, we, as long as we have our lives, as long as we got money, as long as we can buy our bread and our milk, and you know, and we're, we're safe, you know, and we we do we take the right precautions. Um, the authorities will make the decisions about the leaks at the right time. Prognosticators can say whatever they want about what they'd like to see, but at the end of the day, you've got to be very careful because you have to create a system, and this is why you need to finish the seasons. If you don't do that. You're going to have lawsuits flying out of asses. Absolutely. So I'm glad that you do... mentioned that, Giannis. You will yeah. in, in any of these scenarios. Yeah. Yep. So then, what do you do? You finish the season, and if that if that impacts on the following season, so be it. But totally then there's, agree, there's no legi- illegitimacy about. Well, they were made champ. They went up. I mean, can you imagine the scenario where Leeds and and, and West Brom went up? And we we finished in third, and they went up when there were not. When let's be honest, there's twenty percent of the season left, and that's the part of this, Giannis. It's not like two games. You no. just said it's still twenty percent. There's so much that can still happen, yes. and I've seen this late in seasons. To just give it to these two teams is unfair. It's completely unfair, and. Again, I'm glad that Max brought this up. This goes to the Premier League bias that we deal with here because it's while we're thinking about what's good for the Premier League, we're going to protect the Premier League. Screw the championship. I happen to really enjoy the championship. Even when Fulham were not in the championship, I'd be watching it. And this is completely unfair to all these teams, not just the teams in the playoffs, but even teams beyond that because, again, the system – needs to play itself out and the matches will continue when everything is safe and it's like I'm glad that Yanis keeps going back to this life comes first football comes after that okay once life has calmed down and we are all safe then the football can continue and we continue the season if you abandon the season even in the scenario that Max suggests we just forget the entire season we start over that will have issues as well. But I would yep. rather that than some of these suggestions. But the best solution, whenever it is, you finish the effing season. You yep. finish the season. I'll, I'll end with that. I know we talked a while about, about this, Max. W- let's finish up. Final thoughts on, on my thoughts on you just need to finish the season. It has to be done. I don't know whether it will be done, though. And I think we're in for a really long long spring summer um it i think it's gonna get worse sadly uh, that's just what it indicates around the world and yep there are gonna be times when people are anxious people are sick people are scared and we need to remember like we have to bring together the community you know fulham will be here for us at the end we have to be here for each other and i think as you mentioned at the start of the show everyone in the phone community we're wishing the best of health upon you and we're here I think a big thing is people are going to feel lonely and isolated. Reach out. Talk to your fellow supporters. Talk to your fellow neighbors, your friends. It's going to be okay if we all stick together. And just don't do anything stupid. Don't go outside. Don't get other people sick. Even if you don't feel sick yourself, you can get your immunocompromised or older people sick. Um, And maybe at the end of this, phone will go up to the Premier League and we'll say it was all worth it. (laughs) But for now, just, just stick together. And college talk isn't going away. Nope. And certainly your friends aren't going away. So that's a big takeaway. Well, that's great there, Max. While you were saying this, I'll go right back to one final thing because I just thought of it while you were talking. Then I'll, I'll go to Yanis and we'll finish up. 
Another factor in all this, then I'm sure Fulham supporters are saying, well, why aren't you talking about this? And I just thought of it. Contracts, Max. Players could be out of contract, say, at the end of June. I'm not sure how that would would work with all of this. So that's something that needs to be considered as well, is that some players are going to be out of contract in June. Yeah, that's that's something I have no answers for. That's for Alistair McIntosh. That's for the higher-ups of the club. But I, I think, yeah, I was going to say maybe the contracts are linked to matches played. But even when know. you're injured, you're still you're still yeah. under contract. So I don't think that really applies. Okay. I assume there'll be some exemption when a season is suspended. Yep. There has to be some extenuating circumstances. I can't imagine. Like imagine if I know I know Mitro's not out of contract, but imagine. If he was, and he leaves to join Leeds for the run in the final eight games. <laughs> I can, that's unfathomable. So hopefully something like that doesn't happen. Okay. But okay. I just it. wanted to bring that up because while you were talking, I thought about we should talk about that. Yanis, what are your thoughts about this? Because again, I, I just dawned on me that we had not talked about, I meant to talk about the factor of uh, players' contracts. I think what might have to happen here, because this is extenuating, I think, I think uh, the authorities might impose um, an extension to allow for the end of the season because usually contracts end June 1st and that's yes. usually because the season is ended. I think because this is an ex- this is extenuating, they may um, ask for contracts to be extended to the end of the season. Um, of the season simply because, because the close season is going to become much shorter and then the transfer deadline day will have to be, because, and this is going to have to be obviously continent-wide, it's going to have. This is going to have huge impact. I mean, you know, yeah. you're going to have transfer windows of one week if you can actually believe. I mean, it's <laughs> going to be crazy. Lovely for us as fans, but it's absolutely going to be totally, totally mental. Yep. Um, and then you're going to have to switch um, dates around. That's for the authorities to do. I mean, I think there's a very real possibility that next year will be a shortened uh, league season, and I think that would probably be as well to honour the fact that Euro 2020, if it's cancelled to 2021. Yep. Um, it'll be a good thing because that allows national teams to prepare and you have team players aren't so tired. And so they can work together. FIFA and UEFA can work together, but it is, it's, 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 it's an, it's an interesting time for sure. Um, It just makes sense that if you've got so many players that could be free agents in June one, but the season hasn't been finished, but you'd extend those until the end of the regular season and then they become free agencies. Yeah. It's, you know, again, another layer to all this, that um, needs to be talked about. That's why I'm glad that I mentioned this at the end. I was just thinking about it, we need to talk about players' contracts. Giannis, final word from you before we uh, end this episode. Well, um, I'm, I'm a, a news and economics junkie. And, um, you know, this is such a fascinating time for so many reasons. I, I happen to be, you know, as a teacher, I, I would, would always talk about you know, I think that economics should be a mandatory subject for high school kids simply because large global events have so much impact on domestic and international economies and we get to learn so much. This, the coronavirus outbreak is is 100 stories within a story within 100 stories. It's, it's incredible. Yep. It's it just, it, it's, it's binge worthy because of the knowledge you under, you get to understand and realize. And um, it's, it, everybody around the world is having a good laugh in this, this sense. Gas prices, as you know, with the, with the, you know, the, um, the fight between OPEC and Russia over, you know, the, the cutting prices and increasing output is meaning the gas prices, I'm sure, down in the States have really plummeted. 
They have. You know, which is incredible. I mean, prices we've not seen for 10, 15 years. So that's a, that's a positive thing. But everything is interconnected. And I think it's, um, it's actually a great opportunity, all of this, whether, whether you love sport or not, is to learn. And I think um, we're all lifelong learners. And this particular event is so seismic that it really will help future generations in terms of how to prepare for, you know, uh, you know, event, you know, occurrences that have that could impact globally. It really happens that way. We had SARS, um, we had H1N1, we had, yep. there was Ebola, but that was really Africa concentrated. But this is global. And for that reason, because we're all impacted, it's a tremendous opportunity to, to, to learn from that and, uh, and to look forward. So it's, um, it's an amazing time, and it's day by day, minute by minute, fluid situations, um, and it's it's scary, but it's actually exciting in a way because you get to learn so much. As long as we all stay safe yep. and idiots stop taking the toilet paper, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I agree I'm with actually, you. Yeah, I'm actually gonna. I'm, things might get so bad here, I might have to go out and buy copies of the Sun. <laughs> okay. So um, okay. But, but, and, and to fans out there, please don't hoard and check in on your neighbours, check yep. in on old people, see if they're doing well, run errands, make them a yep. cup of tea, help them out. Please do that. Okay. And that's kind of where I'm going to end the show, Giannis, how we started this show, talking about the coronavirus. Just look out for everyone. We are a phone community. If someone needs help, give them the help. I'm glad that you mentioned that. And, uh, you know, again, that's what I've been trying to do here. And my job is to be cognizant of everyone that enters uh, the facility that I work at because uh, their health is very important. My health is very important. We're one community worldwide, and we need to be looking out for each other during the good times and the bad times, and this is a bad time. So we need to come together and uh, see this pandemic out, and uh, when it does get better, well, you know, again, hopefully it gets better sooner than later, but we need to see it out together and care about each other and love each other. And that's basically how I want to end the show. Okay. Just wanted to say one last time, please, everyone, stay safe, help your neighbor, love everyone around you. We're one global community. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cars Talk. For Jan Janais and Max Cohen and Russ Cohen, thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free COY Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around, to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. 
snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.